I'm sure Rick will will release this, but it is a clear as day 1980s phone ringing in the background. At least that kind of a tone. Right. Right? So it's like the old school phone ringing on this thing. It can't be a cell phone. It's like it's not a cell phone. It's like uh, we're all there. It's not a cell phone. Not really like a bell kind of ring. It yeah. was a uh, kind of like a, it sounded like an alarm. See, and it could have been an alarm. Yeah, that, like, may, see, like maybe a prison alarm, like uh, yeah, like maybe one that went off when he escaped. Yeah, you know what I mean. Jeez, that's a that's a crazy thought. I didn't even think of that. Okay, so um, this you're is just what if adding you're getting to actual it all. like. <laughs> audio from the escape that day oh this is what's crazy about it this is like you can just go all day with this stuff hello everybody and welcome to the 24th episode of according to alan um, we are here live and taping on March 4th, 2018. Um, on the back end of some crazy stuff we've done this week. We'll jump into that in a second. I'm here with uh, at the local 219 Studios with Josh. Hey, and Lex. Lex and has joined us today. Lexi's on my lap. She's ready to hear this story. She was concerned all day. If you've been following us on our Instagram, we had a pretty eventful 24 last 24 hours. Um, we started the day at Pokro's. Three-year anniversary, saw Joe, saw Dave, uh, saw Robin. Great times. Uh, we'll be having a video for that. Um, they had a full Polish uh, entree platter going on <laughs> in the menu, which I tried. I think it was because of the broad. It was the Polish sausage, and it was the pierogies. Insane. Little Great. crowd, little crowd action in there. Little crowd. Um, they had four specialty beers. One of them was a four-year-old or, or two-year-old aged um, barrel, mm-hmm. barrel-aged stout, or I think, right? Did he, was, did he say what kind of barrel it was in? No. Yeah, I, did, I forgot to ask. I'm sure it said it on the thing, man. Like yeah. we were, there was a time we were trying, like in the middle of like taping all that and talking to them too. So there's a little bit that kind of probably fell through the cracks. But uh, so we did that, and then uh, later that night we uh, <laughs> we went to uh, do some ghost hunting at uh, the old Crown Point Jail. The gang searches for ghosts. Yes, or something along those lines. So if you're unfamiliar and you've been uh, if you've talked to us in the last week, we've decided that as a staff, we're going to start to do field trips and we're going to start to record those. And um this one was a tough one because everyone was scared shitless. I know, which is uh, in my opinion kind of shitty. <laughs> well, we got hot yoga on Thursday coming. Yeah, but can I just not go to that? No, you I mean you should probably go. You're the kind of the comic I know, Relief. that's kind of bullshit. You got to go. So I'm not going to make everybody do stuff. Like, dude, this is some stuff there's just people don't want to do. And spirits is one of those things I kind of understand. Because like, we're talking about two different levels here. So we went to the old Crown Point, Corny, or Crown Point Courthouse, or the old jail. And so this is the literally the, the, the jail that Dillinger escaped from. It is on the south side of the square. Um, right by the Great Escape. And uh, it's the building. Uh, I'm trying to think that how to explain it. But it's you it's a stone's throw away from the stoplight for sure um and so we went there uh we were we found the event yesterday on facebook and the the building's been there since 1882 it's not in great shape so it's definitely decrepit decrepit it's got it's kind of like you can tell there's just not a lot of investment going back into it so there's a lot of older carpet the interior is a little older i hear they've redone the second floor because of the movie public enemies um and when when johnny depp was here 
Uh, so I hear that's more of like an antiquated set at sure, this point. Sure. But so to kind of give you a backdrop of this building, um, the first half, which is a huge building, you're talking thousands of square feet. The first half is where the sheriff used to live with his family while he was the sheriff taking care of the jail, and the jail's on the back side of the building. So you have to get through that for, for that first part. Um, we were there with Rick Wade. Rick Wade is a seer, clairvoyant, and uh, medium uh, from Grand Rapids, Michigan. He was the one hosting the event. Uh, found out a lot about it this week. The Crown Point Square uh, old jail, um, I guess the Sheriff's Foundation runs that board. Um, Sandy, I guess, is the person who has uh, kind of made these ghost hunts possible. Um, she's a full-time Crown Point resident. And we were with a group of about 10 people who uh, all are from around, either from the 219 or around the 219. And then we were joined by about five more people who uh, added to it. So to kind of give you a breakdown, what would happen is the thing started at 8 p.m. Josh and I got there around 8.30. Mm -hmm. Um, They were already mid-tour. Sandy was already kind of showing them around, and so that kind of added to the height of it. Right. We randomly ran into uh, a family of three who uh, the woman, the mom, she does day tours, right? She mm-hmm. was telling yep. them, so yep. she was like pumping it up. You're talking about the people that were there as soon as we walked in. As soon as yep. we walked okay. in, and they weren't supposed to be there. No, so we, no, right. we we walk in, they're there. We think they might be part of it. They're not. Um, and then they, then the story starts. So she's there during the day. She says she will not go into the old jail during the day because of how crazy it is. Mm. Doors are closed and doors are open, and she's hearing footsteps. footsteps yep. when, yeah, when she yep. knows that no one's there, right? And so that's kind of how that starts. And she's saying this stuff's happening during the day. She's like, I'm never really here at night. And she's, she said she wouldn't do it at night, right? Because right? Right. it's just how creepy it is during the day. Right. So we go back, and then so finally the group comes back to the front. And so this is kind of like the meeting area is where the family used to so live. So where, where's your mindset at this point? My mindset? Yeah. Like as soon as you get done talking to her and hearing those stories, because we haven't met anybody else yet. Part of me is wanting to get out of there. Right. In my mind, I'm thinking I need to get the hell out of and there. And I'm also kind of just basing it upon like conversations that we had with other people, psyching yourself up before you even yeah, got there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Because we went to a, a house party before that at Steve Rizzo's of Rizzo Family Insurance. Uh, he's, a, he's a Crown Point resident. And so we went over there. We had a beer. Um, and he was having a block party of sorts. And so we were sure. talking to a lot of people about it and they seemed pretty fascinated that we were going to go ghost hunting yeah. at a building that was 150 years old, but not one of them seemed very excited to want to attend. Yeah. Yeah. I think Riz would have went if it was a different day. I think he would have too. Yeah. I think so. And, and we, we sent out a couple invitations yesterday, nothing crazy, nothing really worked out. So it ended up just being Josh and I, um, and, uh, where's we your, where was your mindset? We were then? the lone wolves. Yeah. Where was your mindset? I, I mean, even the whole time, I, I've never really been kind of phased by it. I, maybe it's cause I've seen some crazy stuff before, but what was, uh, your, what was the story you said? What was the crazy stuff? Yeah. I can't remember the name of the ghost, but, uh, my buddy, uh, Jake Hutchison, his house is haunted. And, uh, we've seen some, some, I think he named it like Marla or Martha or something like that. <laughs> like he named his ghost. He has like conversations with it and shit, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I've seen some some. Uh, and what'd some, you see there? What, what did I see? What did I see? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so to kind of set it up, he's got one of those basements uh, that as soon as you walk upstairs, it's got the door to get outside. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then if you look to the left, uh, before you get it to the outside door, there's a kitchen. Yep. So uh, we used to hang out. He's got a detached garage behind his house, and we used to hang out there when we were growing up. So I'm so I'm f- sophomore year of high school, about that age. 
and uh, I left my cell phone downstairs because we were hanging out in the basement. And mm-hmm. uh, I walked up the stairs. They all went out to the garage. I was like, oh, shoot, I left my cell phone. So I walked back in, just glanced in the kitchen. Everything you know, it looks like a normal kitchen. You're cool. I get downstairs. As soon as I pick up my phone, I hear, like, this bang sound. And I'm like, what the hell was that? So I walk back up the stairs, look to the left. Every single door, cabinet, drawer Crazy. was open. Crazy. Every one of them. That's like, there's no way anybody went in there and opened them up that fast. <laughs> awesome. So I was like, uh, "That's I'm out. I'm yeah. out. So I walked right out the door. I said, uh, Jake, your house is fucked up. <laughs> Buddy, I don't know what's going on in there. It's like, oh, it's Marla. She just likes to fuck with people. Or Martha or whatever whatever he named. Wow. Whatever he named the ghost, yeah. yeah. And I'd never had any experiences directly. I had one with my grandpa in particular in Florida that kind of blew my mind. Um, but it's kind of too long to tell on here. Um, and and, and uh, But... Because I, I want to try to keep these under 45 minutes. Uh, there's definitely a difference between people. Uh, the longer they are, the less people will listen. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try to keep it around 45 minutes. But uh, So we went in there. Leading up to it, to be honest with you, uh, I think one of the things that was really crazy was you talking about the mental side. Sure. Is all the God conversation we had going into it. Absolutely. And it really forced me, I felt like, to like really think about what I believe in before we went in there. Because I almost wanted to arm myself with, like, my belief system in a weird way. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we were having, like, epic combos there about, like, the the infinite, the infinite aspects of God. If there was – if he created it all, was he the created too? And then if that's the case, that means it's finite. Like, it's just a lot of weird conversations. Um, but that's what this does to you, you know? Alan was going to start quoting scriptures. I, I was, man. dude. I was ready to rock. Um, so we had that conversation. And then when we got there, uh, I'm kind of just getting – I'm getting psyched up for it because especially when she starts talking about how crazy everything is. Um, And so like once the group kind of gets back to us, like I said, it's about 15 of us. Rick was actually really awesome at it. So give him a lot of credit. He's been doing it for a while. Um, But the first thing we do is it's pitch black and it's freezing Mm. as soon as we get into the jail. Right. And we got to close the door behind us from the, from the house to the jail, which is, which is a, uh, it's, it's got a one part wood door and one part metal. Right. Right. So we've got to walk in and all we have are flashlights, which really threw us in for a loop because for us with the filming equipment that really created a little bit of a problem. It did. It did. So we weren't able to film at the length we were hoping for inside the jail, which we were told we really couldn't go um, second to second anyway, because people didn't want to tour show a tour of this to who who are on the board. So there's a little bit of a content restriction, but yeah. not really. And we kind of kept to that. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I did as I, I kept it like as much to the point as I could. I, did, well, I didn't really show too much. Look, of the, What could you really show at night? Right. You know, I mean, right. except for what it is. And this video that we'll bring out is it won't be it won't be even that we're just going to try to hit the highlights. And that's it. And that's all I was shooting. Yeah. yeah. So we the first round through to kind of give you a structure of it was is that we'd go for an investigation somewhere in the three stories of the building, which is thousands upon thousands of square feet and then we would come back inside the family room area to kind of reconvene where rick would be giving everybody readings and his readings are uh, like i said he's a medium he's a clairvoyant so he speaks to spirits and spirits speak through him so uh he would come back and he would do one or two readings then we'd go back and investigate the first time he did readings he talked to this woman who was there uh, her dad's name was Bruce, and she was in tears by the end of it. Because, so clearly he hit a few notches that uh, really hit home. And then um, the second person, uh, that she was younger. I'd probably put her at the 16 range. Yeah, somewhere in there. 16, 17. It was two, uh, her and her friend and her mom, I think, is who was there. And he went down this whole path. Because like, part of his readings is that he can read energy and read people. 
And so his readings was about just her and talking about how much she deals with depression and how much she internalizes her emotions and how she'd probably be a good writer and she's not fulfilling her talent because of it. And then that was another one that just went, that that was pure tears and um, chaos. So that was kind of giving you the, that was the intermission between the investigations, right? which is intense. So they're really, I mean, there was just a lot of, so like during the investigation, we'd go in and we'd go into like a jail cell and to find out people take this really seriously, right? They do, dude. Some of those guys had like, it had to be hundreds or thousands of dollars worth of equipment with them. Oh, yeah, yeah, because there's this one meter. It's called a K2, and it has about six lights on it. And I think it goes from three green to two yellow, one red, right? No, I think it's so. I think it's. I think that's right. I, I feel like there's an orange, like an orange between the yellow and there the red. There might be an orange. You're right. Yeah. It might, it might be, yeah. It might be two. It doesn't matter. I don't know. Just, green is the lowest. Red's the highest. Yeah. And there's yellow and orange somewhere in between there. And so we tested this equipment. This equipment is something that, like, we had all of our cell phones by, and it wouldn't even make a difference when it came to the energy. Yeah. I mean, you kind of pick up a little bit off of it, but nothing. Not red. No, not, not six red. lights so if up. He, if he brings that K2 close to us and we have like our cell phone in our pocket or like I was running the zoom H six on me, like he would bring it over there and he'd be like, Oh, okay. So you hit like one light out of, out of the six, you're at like one or two lights. No, it never hit two. It never hit two on one of those experiments. I know that for a fact, whatever. It's even if it did hit two, that's not that big of a deal. Well, out of six, I think two, I think two is a nice energy spike. So either way, there's that one point where we had all of our flashlights on, we had all of our phones, and it was barely, it wasn't even getting it past one. So that gives you an idea of like how much energy it would take to kind of really push this thing through. So the first round of investigations was on the lower level, and that was intense. We went down there. Instantly, the one of the guys who we were with in the group, who was a skeptic going in, was running around, and you can feel his anxiety, right? Oh, yeah. He was right uh... away. So he was, and his wife was like, oh no, he's a skeptic. Like, you don't understand, like, this guy, like, he's freaking out right now. And so he's walking into rooms. He's making people take pictures of things that he's seeing directly. Not sure where that's all going, because I mean, I didn't take any of the pictures. No. But we're going through there. And so Rick, what he would do is he'd, run, he'd form this circle called an EVP, and then he would set the recorder down. And then he would, we would all take turns asking questions. And then once we finished asking questions, then we would go back and play it back and hear what we heard. Um, and there was definitely, there was de- I, for at least the first round, we heard words. It sure, was like we sure. heard here. The, the one that I remember the most was wood. Do you remember that one? Yeah, that, that was, was like clear, clear as day. Clearly, yeah. you could hear a voice. And which is really weird because it kind of makes you feel like when you watch these TV shows, you hear these people be like, do you hear that? And then everyone's like, no, I don't hear it. And then they play it back like 500 times. And by the 500th time, you're like, I do hear it. That is a real thing. Like they, these, these spirits apparently talk so low, right? It was all faint. Mm-hmm. Like you had to really be listening for it. And I think that was the most amazing thing is like Rick really had an ear for that. Like I needed to hear things like 10 times. And he was popping them out. Popping them out. And he would just like hit the pause and be like, anybody hear that? Anybody hear that one? He's like, then you tell me what it was. And so the first time, apparently, like there was an angrier ghost because a lot of the digital recordings we had were curse words, right? I think they said fuck, yeah. right? Yeah. Then, then he would say welcome. Um, and then so that was when the, the guy that was a skeptic was freaking out the most. So then we went through that whole thing. I would say at the other time, too, we broke into two, we broke into two groups and the other group was upstairs. So they were kind of 
distracting a little bit. Yeah. You know, so we yeah. would knock on a cell block and then they would knock back just to see. So it was kind of throwing things off a little bit. So we would go back. So that was the first round of investigations. The second, which was still crazy enough. Inside that first round, I will say this. This is probably the one that probably hit me the most. It was when we were down that long hallway. Right. And I was on the back end of that group. Mm-hmm. And the only I was right next to you. You were literally right next to me. Right. The only thing I could make it sound like is it sounded like someone was walking up on me. Like literally walking up on me. And it was such a real sound that it wasn't even enough for me to be like, oh, that's so to look what it was. Like I, I just took it for granted that someone was walking up the on The craziest me. thing is you heard it and I didn't. So you didn't hear that at all? No. Because I asked you right away if you heard it. You did. It. You said, did you hear footsteps? I was like, what are you talking about? Because I heard someone walking up on me, and it sounded real, like real, like literally like like so real that you wouldn't even, like it didn't even phase me to look back. I just thought it was another human being. And then when I turned around, the damn thing was gone. There was nothing there. you got to wonder. So, okay, so if the, if the ghosts are real and they're talking to you via energy, right? Yeah. So that's how, I mean, because you got the K2, this, this is how we're picking up whether they're which is kind of bullshit in, in in essence. I mean, if you really if you really well, try to, but let's think about it. So now, sure. so now he's reading you off of your energy as well. Yeah. I wonder if the ghosts can see that. If if they can see your your aura or your energy, you know what I mean. Well, I. <laughs> and then and then and then that's how they like. So let's say the footsteps. You heard it because you going into it had a different mindset of it than I did. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're kind of like, is this real? Is it, you know, it, like, yeah. And at the same time, I'm like, I just don't give a shit. You gave a shit. Don't even but, know. But, I saw your I face. But I'll, I'll be releasing a lot of that footage of your face during some of that stuff. Um, But I wasn't like, I don't know. I wasn't like worried about it. I wasn't like. I wasn't worried either. But, like, even, but even the whole time leading up to it, like I just, I was like, okay, whatever. Let's do oh, it. Well, I was psyching myself up for sure. Right. Um, definitely. I, I didn't have to. You know what I mean? Yeah. So either way, we, we I, I definitely heard those steps behind me. And then, um, and like I said, the only way that it was like so weird for me is it literally sounded like someone was walking up to me. And so I didn't even turn around because I just took it for granted it was somebody. And then we kept talking. And then I, then like a second later, about, I'd probably about to say about 10 seconds later, I turned around to look and who, see who it was. And there was no one there. And so that was like, holy shit for me, right? So that was like the first part. I still wasn't scared at that moment, though, because it was just kind of like, what? Right. You know, I'm trying to figure out what's going on to kind of like a extended disbelief, right? So we go through that whole thing, and then uh, we go back. That's when the readings happened, and then we go back in. And I think the second round is where it got really intense for me, or that was still the first round, wasn't it? You're still you're on the first one. Still the first round. So we go up to the second floor. And they kind of give you an idea of this. This is like a rec center. And this is another time. And that was the other thing. I, not only were the ghosts scaring the shit out of me, it was like the people that were actually there were scaring the shit out of me. <laughs> we walk up to this second floor balcony. It's pitch black, literally pitch black. You can't see beyond the bars. So I don't know what I'm walking into. I'm for some reason leading the group through this door. I walk in, and then I, I'm hanging out for like 30 seconds. And then all of a sudden I hear a guy behind me start talking. And so now I'm like, I, like freaked me out. Like it's one of those where I'm laughing hysterically because it's like, come on, you know, um, totally crazy. And uh, you know that's a good laugh. But then we get into the rec room, and this rec room is about to, give, to paint the picture. It's about 1,300 square feet. All the cells surround it. 
um, of where they used to be. And there was a back end of the cell and a front end of the cell. The front end of the cell is where the guards used to kind of walk around in a big big square. The back end is kind of like that would open up, and then all these people would play cards in it. So it was like kind of a rec room lobby area, mm. right? Yep. And so we were in this lobby area and with these two guys who had the K2 who were a part of the other group that we're in. And so Rick sits down with his recorder. This is also on Rick's Facebook page. So if you want to check this video out in particular, you can see it. I'd skip to about the 645 mark because that's when it starts getting the interesting stuff. But so we put the K2 right next to the digital recorder to see if that would make any difference. And we were careful about the space between the two. So we didn't want the K the K2 to take the energy off of the digital recorder. Right. Right. So there was a little gap. A little gap. So as soon as that would happen, we start talking, we start going into it. And I think the one point, uh, every time the word bill was mentioned, that that energy thing would just light up at cherries and berries, right? Like a Christmas tree. Mm. So that's lighting up. And then now to kind of set the scene, I'm on the left of Rick. Josh is on the right of Rick. And we're both filming this. Right. Right. And so we've got our camera lights on. We're both doing it. We've got our Osmos out and we're, we're taking down the whole thing, but it's pitch black. So it's like, you're going to see some of it. You're not going to see some of it. Um, and wouldn't you know it? Like all of a sudden the woman who works there, she kind of starts asking questions. And then now the spirit is literally talking through the energy and we're having a full on conversation. There's, that's the only way you can put it. Mm. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I'm just. I'm just I mean, are you skeptical it. about that that situation at that no, point? No, I mean, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's a real thing. And so then we get into it, and we start finding out that the 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 ghost is responding to yes and no questions. So at first, it's like, "Are you a male?" and it nothing, and then it'd say, "Are you a female?" and then it would light up, right? And it was but like, like all the way. We're talking all, red. all the way reds, right? And then so then it would come back down, and then um, did you were did were you an inmate? Nothing. Did you work here? And then it'd be like halfway up. And then it'd be like, well, were you? and then somehow the woman who worked there knows the history of the building. And she was, then she threw in, are you the matron? Were you the prison matron? And then it was like a Christmas tree. Right. And so like, we were like, we know that it's a female. We know that it was the matron of the prison. And then at one point she's like, well, when did you work here? Was it the 1920s? Nothing. Nothing. The thirties and then Christmas tree again. And so it was like this crazy thing that literally this machine of energy that picks up energy was being answered on random questions. But it was like, it was like, uh, so she would be like, is it 1920s? Nothing. 1930s, little bloody Christmas tree. She's like, how about 1940s? Nothing. Nothing. Go back to the 1930s again and it would light up again. Yep. So it's like, okay. Wild. It was wild, man. And so that was, so, so like that kind of wraps up and we starts to kind of like, kind of land the airplane starts to land back on the runway a little bit. The, mm-hmm. the craziness of that moment starts to kind of secede. Right. And then um, we, so now it's time to go back and listen to the digital recorder. And that to me was probably the most intense part. I think the most intense part of that night was when she kept, well, not, not the night in general, but of that time with the, with the K2 reader was when she kept going. And then she said, uh, were you here when, Dillinger escaped and it lit up like halfway and then she said tonight's the anniversary of it and that thing just went crazy it was like red, 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 red. <laughs> and that was like out of total happenstance that was the to the day the anniversary of Dillinger's escape right which like is like literally that day wild because the uh, Rick didn't even know that we didn't know that no one went into that knowing that it wasn't marketed that way it really wasn't and for some reason I didn't even look it up Right. I, I don't know, you know. So that whole thing's happening. 
And then we're going down like the uh, um, so 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 then we're going past the digital recorder, and that to me was probably the craziest part is the phone ring, and like it is literally mm-hmm. th- for those listening, mm-hmm. I'm sure Rick will will release this, but it is an uh, clear as day 1980s phone ringing in the background, at least that kind of a tone, right? Right. So it's like the old school phone ringing on this thing. It can't be a cell phone. It's like it's not a cell phone. It's like uh, we're all there. It's not a cell phone. Not really like a bell kind of ring. It yeah. was a uh, kind of like a, it sounded like an alarm. See, and it could have been an alarm. Yeah, that, like, may, see, like maybe a prison alarm, like uh, yeah, like maybe one that went off when he escaped. Yeah, you know what I mean. Jeez, that's a that's a crazy thought. I didn't even think of that. Okay, so um, this you, is just what adding if you're to actual it all. like. <laughs> audio from the escape that day oh this is what's crazy about it this is like you, I, you can just go all day with this stuff Jeez, you know it'd be, that'd be wild yeah that would be wild so that was like we were all hitting home runs there we were all just like what is happening this is crazy and then we went back down did the readings went back out i don't know i think we went to the third you set that one out that's the one you set out yeah so then we went up to the third floor the highest floor and that's like where the rec area was the crazy thing was, is I was with this group of people. I don't, I don't think I've even told you this story. So I was with this group of people, that woman and her, her husband, and then th- their daughter and her boyfriend and the friend, your friend and her boyfriend. Okay. Right. Yep. So now I'm literally, I'm, I'm following behind with that group because they got all the mach- the equipment. They're going to town, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm talking to the daughter and the daughter says that she's been able to sense spirits her entire life. And that's why they kind of, and her mom too. Right. And so this was the third time they were in that place, in that jail. The first time was like two months ago, I think is what they said the timetable was. Sure. They said they went up into that third room, that third bo- that third floor, and they said that they've never experienced anything so crazy before. And this is why we're walking up there. Right. Mm. So apparently they go into this room. It's at, at that time. It's just four of them, the two couples. Right. They go into that room. They're sitting there the door closes behind him and slams. And so they're like, what? So now they're looking around. They're trying to figure out if the door or the wind could have done it. Not possible. So they started closing the door, and it was exactly that. Like, they knew exactly what it was. So the door closes behind him. She, the next day, has scratches on her neck, and her boyfriend has scratches on his back. That's crazy. And so that's what, like, I think that's what got him hooked. I think like, that whole we gotta thing, go back. We gotta check that out again. So, they—that's what their experience was. I did not get that kind of ex- like that like full on confrontational with like a spirit. Um, but so there's like this whole rec room area, and apparently it was the cell Dillinger stayed in was up there too, and so it's like huge. And I heard a little bit of people talking about where if a ball moved or not, but I don't know if a ball moved. I I honestly. One group was saying the ball was always there. Another group was saying, no, it's not. I picked it up and moved it to a different spot. I knew exactly where the spot was, and now it's moved. And so there's a little bit. So, like, you couldn't really tell if that's a real thing. Mm. But that entire third floor is almost wide open. It's crazy up there. And so did that whole thing. And then kind of, like, I think what got me is, like, once we got back in for more readings, and which was intense, still just as intense as the first round, we went in for another investigation and at that time, we were we went back down to that first floor where we like went into that like crazy spirit. This time it's around midnight. This thing's supposed to go till two a.m. Sure. 
I was I was audibly feeling more anxiety, no doubt. I was starting to feel real anxiety about being there. And so there was this, from, from the house into the jail cell, there was this table that had a picture of four dudes on it. I'm guessing one of those dudes is Dillinger. Yeah, it makes sense. I'm guessing, right? right? And so did you hear that thing fall? No, no. You didn't, didn't hear that fall at all? I didn't hear it fall. That's crazy. Cause I thought someone, I thought someone was over there just like slamming shit. <laughs> I just thought it was someone that would fell behind. Cause you know, like, but what, I wasn't really listening. I wasn't really paying attention. Dude, that family room had so many people in it at that point that it was like, I don't know who's a group and who's not. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't, why, why is there seven people in this room not going into the jail? Like, I don't understand what's happening. It was weird. It was like the. It was group- like all friends of Sandy because they all showed up when you went up that second time without me. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we had all our stuff out there. Like they're the eating over and- there. It's like yeah. I don't know what's going on. Um. So yeah. So uh, I hear the, I hear a crash behind us, and the whole point of this whole exercise was to walk down. This is supposed to be the hallway. Dillinger ran down and escaped. That's the whole reason we went down there. So we were going to create a line of people going all the way down the hallway, and so we could talk and do like an EVP circle and see if we can recreate anything and and channel that. And then what happened was that I started feeling anxiety. Nothing really came out of that. I heard the crashing down the hall towards where people are, so I really wouldn't think over uh, overthink any of it until Josh and I were like, we've got to get the hell out. i got to get the hell out of here. Like, I'm getting super tired. I'm getting these weird headaches on and off. I'm getting anxiety, right? Yeah. And it's like, and it was like these headaches were so crazy. It would be like in and out. And like I said, this could all be my mind messing with me. But I walked, when we walked in there, that frame was literally on its ass now not standing up and it was like it was like someone purposely like smacked it over so it's like dude i'm out of here <laughs> that was it that was it that's dude. where you drew the line that was it for me yeah and then like, i think we i think the, the the ghost that said fuck you to us it was cussing at us in the first round was we went back to that same area and it said fuck you again so like i i talked to rick today about it because like i wanted to tell him thank you for everything and for right, showing us around right. it was cool and apparently, I, I told him, like, I had to get out of there. Like, I was feeling anxiety and, like, and I was fine all night. Like, I didn't feel like I was feeling overly scared or anything. No. But it was just building. And so um, I had to really kind of start talking to that. But, yeah, I had to get out of there and talk to Rick. And Rick's like, yeah, you know what, dude? That's a real thing. Like, the you can feel the emotions of the ghosts and the spirits. Mm. And I, th- I think I was feeling that anxiety and that anger start to rise. I, I, I really do. Because, like, I don't know. Now you stick around long enough and you try to have conversation with them and you, they're bound to be like, just shut the fuck up at some point. <laughs> and I felt, like, I felt like it was building. Like, when I first got there, I felt fine. I felt good. By, by midnight, it felt like it was like we, were, we weren't supposed to be there anymore. And then Rick, he backed it up and he said he was, he was getting the vibe that he was, that he was being told to leave. Mm. So I'm glad I got out of there. I have no idea what happened in the last two hours or if it did continue for two hours. Well, I think that's a real – wasn't there something called a witching hour? Yeah, but isn't that like three, 3 in the morning? Yeah. But it's like a, a specific time. Yeah. Like 3.33 or something like that. Yeah, there was a time where I used to watch those ghost shows all the time, that Taps one, and they were that was their whole thing. I wonder if the closer you get to that time, the worse the spirits are. Well, if you, th- this is where you can start speculating left and right. Sure, sure. It's like, I don't know. Why I'm are just, they there? I'm are they going? Guessing. Are they going through their everyday lifestyle and then by people just you know, making racket and being there past their bedtime? Is I mean, I'm guessing that would piss off anybody, you know? Yeah. So I don't know, man. I mean, who knows? 
and I don't even know why they're there. Why would they pick a jail to go back to? Like, I don't, or are they, are they forced to stay there? I, who knows? I mean, that's, those are like the, and you know, age old questions when it comes to spirits, who knows? Sure. So, yeah. So that was our experience with that. Again, I want to thank, uh, Rick. Um, the more probably time that comes through that, I'll probably appreciate it more. I'm appreciating it more today than I did to write it when we left there. Cause when we left there, I'm like, I just got to get out of here. And then, like, literally, man, we were both white. I was, of, I, was, was, I was so tired. That was a day of filming. But that was an event for me. I mean, also, I, I went to Arcticon before that. Yeah, and uh, what happened there? Because that was during the day. Yeah, it was interesting. It was cool. Uh, Our boy Josh, of, uh, Josh Metz told us to go there. Yeah, yeah. So I stopped and saw him. He was doing some, uh, some artwork for somebody when I stopped in. And uh, it was just a lot of different tables set up with just a bunch of different board games. And just really felt like it was a, just a giant event for everybody to come out and play games together. Oh, cool. That's really what it what it felt like. So you were there, yeah. Decent and turnout. There's a lot of a lot of people there. And where was that? Saint Sava. Saint Sava. Cool. Yeah, that used to live right across the street from there. Yeah, well, that's a cool building. Yeah, it is. It is. So it wasn't in the church. It was in the building behind it. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Yeah, it was in like that uh, that area. But uh, I mean, they had the the bar open in the back, and they had uh, they were serving lunch when I was when I was leaving. Oh, cool. So it was a good event. Yeah, so it was it was a decent event. It was it was pretty nice to stop in. Did you see anybody else there that we know? I saw who uh Julio. Nice. He was Guerrero. a takeover guy. Um a Tuesday man. takeover guy. Remind, uh Chris Gustav is that is that the guy that Chris does Chris Guzman? Guzman. Guzman. Oh, the, the boxing glove. The artist. boxing glove. Yep. Okay, so he was there too. That's cool. Uh Man, it's funny how this thinking. world's getting smaller and smaller for us. We're starting to see a lot more people we know, right. which is really cool. There was uh Something Adam, Adams. No, it doesn't. I don't. I don't, mm. I don't. I can't remember. But okay. I really only had a conversation with Josh. I stopped in there. He saw me and he was like, "Oh, hey, what's going on, man?" Gotcha. So, uh, yeah. So I'll, I'll, I guess I'll go back in uh, the week and what kind of happened there because there was a lot of awesome stuff happening there. Another team meeting. We decided to kind of launch just the gang goes places and do that does things. This Thursday we'll be doing hot yoga. <laughs> um, at the yoga room with Mike Zolfo, Bree's dad from Cafe Fresco. So we're really excited about that. Uh, we'll be filming it, so you're going to get to see everyone in their pain and glory. It's not like we've trained for this. Can't wait. So that's going to be brutal. It's going to be a staff thing. Um, I don't know. I, I, mean, I don't. I feel like I don't have to go now. You got to go. No. Nope. Yep. Yeah, you don't have a choice. So then we went there, and then um, so we went to Station 21. Uh, stopped in there, saw Laura. We we're going to have like a. We had a conversation a little bit about an event thing that we're going to start doing. So we have this group called Friends of Local 219 that's really awesome. And we started it last week. And it's really for people to kind of get our information. We were starting to find out a lot of places where we would we would try to post a lot of our stuff. But unfortunately, and, and if you're a fan of this show, you know over the last couple months I've been railing against Facebook. Well, it's coming to fruition. Um, people are starting to pull out of Facebook completely from a business side of things. There's turn, there's some speculation that 1% of the followers you have are actually seeing your content consistently, which is not enough. And so people that I know want to see our stuff haven't been able to see our stuff. So we started this group and the only way real, the only real like structure to being in it is to, um, know somebody on the staff or myself uh, or or someone who's a part of the group has to invite you. So essentially that's what it's all about. And it's been awesome. I It was amazing to see the engagement on that all week. Um, but that's been, that's going to be kind of our platform to do some um, 
custom messages and we're going to be doing some events uh that's going to be really cool so kind of stay forward to that that'll be great um and so that's going to be happening i think the first one might be at station 21 so check that out um went into uh so another thing that was really cool i took a tour of coin veterinary clinic on friday nice so i got a chance to see that place which is a cathedral the taj mahal for dogs unbelievable these dogs get treated there like something else man it is like so you walk in it's like a fine hotel in the city right 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 you go in there everything's super modern and um they have dogs so like there's three different types of four different types of suites there's like a gold there's a platinum there's a silver um all those things are just crazy. These dogs who get the platinum package get their own suite, and it's about a four by eight cell block practically, essentially, with their own bowl and their own food. And they keep sixty inch TVs on the entire time, so they get like to kind of hang out there. These people, when you when you go there and you drop your dog off, they'll give you like ten to fifteen pictures a day of what your dog's doing. That's fun crazy so you even get a little a little update update all day update and lex, so lex got a big smile on her face yeah. she said uh wh- she won't want to come are, home I why are we going she will not want to she'll hate every second of being there going there but she won't want to come home because there's a daycare so then they go and they have fun they run around the yard in their dog bone pool their, yeah then that's the other thing it looks like the big brother house in the back of that place it's like all turf that's and so there's a cool. big pool with a bone it's literally in the shape of a bone. It's literally just a dog heaven. Yeah. Well, Lexi wouldn't go in the pool because she hates water. Mm, but mm. it was really cool. Jordan, who gave us the tour, is awesome. We were thinking about doing a couple sponsorship collaborations with her to kind of uh, add into the exposure a little bit. I'll leave you on for that one. I know they'll at least be doing a Tuesday takeover, but that's all I really know right now. We had some speculation of doing something where uh, we can kind of uh, add into adopting dogs. Because we're big into dogs here. Mm. At least I am. And mm. so I'm going to make sure that we are. And uh, that's really great. And so we'll be doing something with them soon. Cool. So cool. there's that. Uh, met with uh, another person. I, I believe it's, it looks like Frey Family Cairo. But it's I think it's Fry Family Cairo. Um, Abby. She was an awesome person. Met her at Cafe Fresco on Thursday. Um, she's really cool. And she's really ambitious. And those people. She made me question everything I'm doing about my health. In mm. one meeting, it was like, I had no idea the spine can uh, affect your organs. I had no idea until I had that conversation. So then it's like, well, we have a family genetic thing going with our kidneys. And so it's like, maybe, uh, maybe could it be something as simple as just being like an out of spot spine? That could be I maybe think that's something a real thing. That, well, dude, if you talk to Abby, there's no doubt or speculation that it's not real. Like, Yeah, it, I, I had this kind of conversation before with another chiropractor. Uh, my back's kind of jacked up and I was diagnosed as ADD ever since first grade. Hmm. So, uh, the chiropractor really seriously thought that if he fixed my back, it would fix my attention deficit disorder. Wow. Yeah. You definitely have a a form of ADD. Oh, for a hundred percent. One hundred percent. I do. Yeah. Um, so there's that. That's a real thing. Um, let's see here. What else happened? I went and met your, met your boy, Paul. Paul Paulie. Paul Lytle. Right. Um, really good dude. Uncle Paul. Um, that was a fun conversation. Went to his shop. We're going to be doing a video production series for them. Um, he's out of South Chicago. Yes, right? sir. So, uh, it's a metal shop that does a bunch of really cool stuff. So Lightel Brothers. While we won't be giving that to you people, um, our fans and our friends, uh, we will be doing other stuff. So that'll be what's going on. Well, what uh, do you mean? That. I mean other stuff as in video production. 
we're doing that for him. Right, right, right. But yeah, but we could we could still uh, share it off of his page, right? Yeah, we might be able sure. to. We might be able to. Sure. Um. So yeah. So there's that stuff going on. I met Courtney from Media Two One Nine Consulting. She was mm, nice. awesome. We went nice. to Uptown Cafe. Never been there before. Um. There's supposed to be one opening in Crown Point. That looks awesome. Nice. So, I'm. Uh, I, where's that one? Where's Where's the one you went to? Velpo. Okay. Right, right by the university. A lot of stuff going on in Velpo. Dude, Velpo's that got place a lot just of blowing shit going up, on. or it's not. I don't know if it's expanding as much as as it's tur- it's transitioning. And it could just be because of a lot of the people that we're talking to now seem to be from that that direction. And well, maybe that's why I'm hearing it all the time. But well, there's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on everywhere, depending on how you're looking at it. You know. Yeah. I mean, I live in Highland, so it's like I'm never really out in the Velpo area. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just it's just kind of a hike for me. Well, it's funny, Brian, but, like, we all joke around about it, but Velpo is like Ohio for us Lake Countyans. Like, we have to go there deliberately. Like, there's not a, just like, a, hey, let's just go and recreationally hang out in Velpo. Like, it's got to be have a point to well, that's, going That's there. a 45-minute drive for me. That's 20 for me. Yeah. But I get you. I get you completely. So, yeah. Um, I, mean, that, I can go to Velpo or I can go to Chicago. Well, maybe that's not quite the same thing. But no, it's It not. feels that way. You're crazy. It feels that way. So, uh, I'm trying to think. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Where are we at here? Uh, 39? About Perfect. 40, about 40, 40 minutes. Perfect. Um, so, yeah, this week I know I've got, I'll be meeting Adam Harrington tomorrow. We've got five videos that we need to edit, um, hopefully by Wednesday. Another staff meeting on Wednesday, so there will be a lot of behind-the-scenes work going on for We're moving me. moving it to Wednesday? Yeah. Okay. And then uh, I will uh, – oh, I want to thank uh, Jeff Wisniewski for being on Talk Local this week. That was awesome. He stepped oh, in, did a great yeah. job. Um, he's our production guy. He also runs Quiver Productions, and he, he does an awesome job. This week on Talk Local, we're getting a double dosage of Cultivate Studios. Um, we're going to have Steve Dykstra and Kevin Brunsma. Brunsma. Kevin oh, Brunsma. you're bringing both of them on. They're both coming on to talk a lot about some creativity, what's been going on in the region, um, the social media components. and Cool. Um, how to kind of like get this production and campaign. It's going to be a, uh, you got, you can't miss it if you're like a small business owner who, who actually thinks about marketing or even a medium business owner in this point. And if you're a really large business owner, you probably want to contact them because they handle, they have the staffing and everything else to handle, hmm. um, which we don't right now. But um, we, uh, we're, so we do share the same space from the back end of things, but at the same token, is there, their their uh, conversation and and um, just their dialogue is really awesome, so hmm. that'll be happening. Um, so yeah, check that out. I think we have a Tuesday takeover this week. I, I don't have it written down in front of me, so we'll be going into that. There, we took a couple weeks off of that because we're just trying to like catch up. Um, this is a lot of work for one person to do, and so uh, there's a little bit of a transition period about transitioning into delegating responsibility. Um, and so Matt Barber, who some of you know from an earlier talk local, he is our social strategist. And uh, he was the one who's really afraid of ghosts and didn't want to go yesterday. But he did go to the Procro three-year anniversary. And uh, he is going to be uh, doing a he's, – he's been taking on a lot more responsibility when it comes to not only our account but some of the contracts that we've signed, their social media management and so uh, it's been it's been get, it's a little bit of a transition period getting that. So him and I are sitting down and we're trying to schedule out the f- next eight weeks of Tuesday Takeover. So it kind of just runs itself. Yeah, just get it figured out. Which is awesome. And then uh, for Talk Local, we are we are scheduled for the next six weeks. Fun. So we have guests every six weeks. I'm gonna after last night, I'm gonna get a, 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 a 
one of those mediums or seers on one of these podcasts. I got to if you know of a local person who does that, let me know. Cuz that would just be to have a that conversation. fascinating conversation. So yeah, so that's uh that's what's going on with us. Um Josh, do you want to take the honors? Absolutely. You know me. Oh, too well. Everybody, if you'd like to find us, I can get my radio voice uh, going and everything. Radio, yeah, yeah. I can hear uh, the headphones you like to, really sexy. If you'd like to find us across the board, we're at local219. Uh, except for our Twitter, uh, local underscore 219 there. Uh, feel free to add us. Uh, as well as uh, go check out our YouTube channel. We would love the love there. So if uh, you don't mind stopping in, give us a little subscribe, a little thumbs up on some of those videos. That'd be great. And uh, if you just want to email us, um, send us uh, some stuff to look at. Maybe uh, you got an event for us to come cover. That's uh, Josh at local219.tv or Alan, A-L-A-N, at local219.tv. And can I say I really appreciate the amount of people who are reaching out about these events. It's, it's really fun, made man. our lives a lot easier when it comes to finding this stuff. We're still picking ones we want to cover. We're still little staff, so um, we're not getting a chance to be at everything. Even though Saturday it felt like we were at everything, that was a t- literally for you a twenty-four hour day job. I went to three events that day. Yeah, so we're trying to get out there and do some stuff, and we're really trying to home pick, like uh, pick cherry pick some uh, really cool events. This weekend I know is hunt and gather, so oh, that's fun. A, that's one that's that'll be pretty cool. And then I think we've got um, let me check the schedule here. I think this is a Meals on Wheels Chef blowout today, so we're not going to that. <laughs> It's today. It's today, it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. All the time. Uh, it's probably already over, man. Shit. Um, which, you know what? I don't even hate on that much because when I met the person who met that, like, she almost made it sound like we weren't exactly welcome, so it doesn't matter. We had to go through somebody who was the marketing person of Meals on Wheels, and then that that marketing person owns their own fo- like video company or photo. So like, she's like, well, you've got to ask her. It's like, well, do you ask the Times if they can, if, if, if they're cool with not going? It's like it's the same thing. We're the press, so I think that's part of it is educating people that we are kind of the press, right? But that's moving forward. Let's not get on that rant before we're leaving. <laughs> um, this is going to turn into a two-hour podcast. <laughs> no special edition. So there's the Oscars tonight. I haven't watched any of those, so enjoy that. Um, also, like Josh said, hit us up across all platforms. We really appreciate it. And other than that, um, we'll be releasing that uh, poker video and the ghost video hopefully sometime within the next week. Yep, and um, we got the beer videos coming out too. The, yes. the brewery videos are almost yep almost done. We got those as well. So, uh, again, thanks for listening. Um, if you have any questions, hit us up, and then uh, we will be talking to you soon. Later. Bye now.